time, finally, for our weekly fantasy football update, albeit a day later than usual because it was a scheduled no-show for me yesterday. Uh, out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports end by John McKechnie of rotowire.com. And, John, uh, first up, uh, thanks for uh, changing uh, the usual routine this week. Uh, no problem at all. And, uh, you know, uh, to, to draw some parallels, I mean, is it a coincidence that, that we were off yesterday and, and the Diamondbacks ended up winning uh, Game 7 out in Philadelphia? I don't know. It, it, they can't be <laughs> disproven, the connection between the two things. But either way, we're, we're here, and that, now the, uh, the D-backs – our NL champs. Let, let's see if we can bring it home. That's right. So we'll leave that as a mystery, whether that was uh, you know, had anything to do with uh, you know, me not being here or them winning. So we'll just kind of let that there. All right. The <laughs> best news from this past weekend in the fantasy world, I don't really – I didn't see any major injuries or hear anything about that. Certainly not like a couple of Sundays ago, which was a kind of a horrendous situation there. Also, but there was the Bijan Robinson and mystery slash controversy. Fantasy owners and uh, betters were perplexed, to say the least. Uh, what's your take on the Bijan story from Sunday, and does that raise any concern about him moving forward? I, I don't think it does, but but it obviously is worthy of discussion. Um, what went down on, on Sunday, because I think Arthur Smith has really positioned himself in an interesting spot where uh, he is just taking up the sword against fantasy managers and betters across the nation. Like, uh, you know, the, first it's the Kyle Pitts, then it's the Drake London, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, week one, B. John Robinson gets out carried by, by Tyler Algier. Everyone get, gets uh, uh, gets their panties in a, in a wad. And then, you know, the, this past week happened. And, it you know, the the party line, the, the story coming out of Atlanta is that, you know, he Bijan woke up not feeling uh, well on Sunday morning, had had the headache issue, and it never really cleared up. I don't know why he even got into the game late in the game, um, if that was really the, the case. But that was obviously very frustrating because, you know, there, there needs to be some level of decorum when it comes to players' availability. And, and obviously, uh, Robinson should not have been on the active roster uh, for Sunday if he wasn't going to be able to to perform up to his usual standards or, or get really um, any appreciable amount of snap count. So um, that was frustrating, but I, I think that we, we do have to turn the page. I think that, you know, this is an uber-talented prospect that's great both as a runner and as a pass catcher. Um, you you got to feel good about his chances of producing this Sunday in Tennessee, even even in light of last week's frustration. Okay, looking ahead, the, I think the biggest news this week is after six teams were on bye last week, there are zero teams on bye this week. So does this mean that the waiver wire is more scarce this week? It is a little bit more scarce, but that doesn't mean that, we, that we're out of options. Um, you know, there, there were some moves to be made for, for sure. I, th I think that, you know, last week around this time, uh, we, we were talking about Zach Evans, and, and he – basically disappeared uh you know he, he didn't really uh make any impact on that game it was Royce Freeman and Darrell Henderson uh carrying the load for, for the Rams um this week like you said it, it's not um a, as full um uh, on the waiver wire ads and, and you know a lot of people just aren't in that bye week crunch like they were a week ago when you have you know big name big ticket teams like, like the Bengals uh the Cowboys the, the Jets and so on uh, on by. So I think that there, there's a little bit less of a need to, to scrape the bottom of the barrel. 
this week. But at the same time, uh, we're going to have another uh, bottleneck of buys uh, in week nine. So it, it, it is going to yeah. be pragmatic for, for fantasy managers out there to, to, to take that into account. Um, and, and if there's any kind of obvious drops on your roster this week, even if, if uh, who you're picking up isn't someone that you're expecting to be a producer this week, they might come in handy next week. Okay, so before we get rolling with the uh, the usual you know, position uh, you know, roundup that we do, uh, the Cardinals opened the Kyler Murray 21-day window last week. He apparently took some first-team reps a few last week, and it's reported at least over the, the past weekend by the network television insiders that Murray most likely will make his debut on November the 12th against the Falcons. So should fantasy owners try to stash Murray now? Absolutely. That's that's what I've done uh, in in my uh, my main super flex league. That that's um, you know a season long deal, not not a uh, not a best ball type of thing. So um, I've been having to use Josh Dobbs as my second quarterback, and I've been grateful for for uh, the production that he's been able to uh, provide most weeks. Um, you know, solid enough quarterback to pr- production for, from him. But Kyler Murray is obviously um, so many cuts above him uh, as a player. And getting him back is, is going to be huge for, for the stretch run for fantasy managers. It's, it's unfortunate that he'll get back and then have a bye week later on in the season. But even still, uh, getting getting a player like him back in the fold is going to be a, a big deal. So if you're, if you're someone who's rostering a quarterback that, uh, you know, may, maybe you drafted in the 10th, 11th round, I'm thinking like the, the Daniel Jones uh, type of tier that, that has, you know, been a, an absolute flop to this point. Um, if you can hang on, find find someone to kind of patch it together for these next two weeks and, and stash Kyler Murray, I think that, that would be the direction that I go with it. Okay, so let's get the, into the position thing here. Let's start with the running backs. You mentioned Daryl Henderson. Uh, are we concerned that Royce Freeman, basically, I think they were pretty much splitting, uh, you know, alternating, I should say, you know, series to series. Uh, I didn't even realize Royce Freeman was still in the league, quite frankly, until last Sunday. Uh, should we? You know, should that be a concern for uh, you know those seeking or already going out and getting Henderson? Well, I, I think it, it needs to factor into uh, the the amount that you're bidding on Henderson, and if you're in a league with with a free agent budget, um, because Royce Freeman did look good uh, last week, and and this is obviously an, an open window over these next couple of weeks. Uh, for the Rams, while Kyron Williams is on the shelf, and obviously Ronnie Ronnie Rivers uh, being on the shelf as well, but it seems like it, uh, my, my colleague Nick Whalen w- was making this point uh, on uh, on one of RotoWire's podcasts earlier this week that the Rams don't really uh, go go heavily into their bench. They they um, they they tend to stick with with the starters, and uh, in in the backfield, of course, it's a little bit different now. Um, but I think if Sean McVay had uh, his way, he would just have really one running back uh, getting the bulk of, of the work. But doesn't seem to be the, the case right now. I think over these next two weeks, we'll, we'll continue to see uh, Freeman and Darrell Henderson um, both factor into this backfield. But I, I think even if you handicap Henderson as the, the one to have in fantasy, I wouldn't be mad about getting Freeman at, at a cheaper uh, bid because I think that um, you know he clearly still has a little bit of the juice. I, I always thought he was a really talented player coming out of Oregon. It obviously hasn't worked out for him um, at this level, but 
Um, I think there is something to his game, and I, I don't think that Henderson is so talented to where, like, he, he obviously or immediately just kind of takes over, uh, like, 100% of the, this backfield share. The Cardinals, Imari DiMarcato, and we might be setting a record here for Cardinals discussion in our you know, last couple of years, quite frankly. Many got burned two weeks ago. He played, he was the man last Sunday, so do we trust him now? Um, you know, th- this is a week where um, I-, I think he should be rostered, but um, I-, I have to imagine that um, in a week where every team is playing, and the Cardinals are playing the Ravens, that maybe this is a week to, to keep him on your bench. So I, I think it would have to be a pretty deep league or a league with multiple flexes uh, to where he, he really fits on the radar for this week. But it was obviously encouraging what he was able to do uh, in Seattle last week, gathering the four catches on five targets and, and you know, having a decent uh, yards per carry average. So I, I think that DiMercato seems to be the guy, but it, you know, that was such a, a – huge change up from what we had seen uh, the previous week to where it's like a little bit tricky and tough to, to trust um, what Gannon wants to do with, with this backfield rotation. But I thought um, what DiMercato did this, this past week should be enough to, to get him in that circle of trust and get some more work uh, here over these next coming weeks while, while James Conner is sidelined. Any other running backs for this week? Um, well, Jerome Ford a little, a little bit dinged up. So I, I think that taking a look, um, at, at Pierre Strong, uh, if you're in deeper leagues, it is, is definitely something that, that might be worthwhile. Um, Kareem Hunt, if he is still available um, on your waiver wires, I think that he's definitely uh, someone to target. And then uh, myself, um, I, I grabbed Cam Akers uh, this week. I thought that even if the, the box score didn't show it, that he, he ran pretty well this past week against, a, you know, obviously a very tough uh, San Francisco front seven. So it wouldn't surprise me. Um, if Madison starts to cede some touches to Cam Akers as the season goes on, and it, it wouldn't surprise me also if Akers does more with his opportunities that, than Madison does. And then uh, last one would, would be Devin Singletary if he's still out there. I think there's a good chance that he is just because Houston was on a bye last week, so people probably shed him off of their rosters. But uh, Damian Pierce has been a pretty big disappointment that, that not a lot of people are, are giving him a whole yeah. lot of heat for. Maybe that just doesn't really – grab the headline, you know, f- former fourth-round pick not doing so great um, for, the, for the Houston Texans. It, it doesn't quite excite you the same as, as a big-name player kind of flopping. But Pierce has been average at best. And Singletary, I don't think that he's a superb talent or anything, but he's a solid NFL running back, and I think he has a multiple skill set. So if he's out there, I think that he's definitely worth some consideration this week as well. Yeah, I remember my draft. I was going to pick Pierce and got picked the pick before me, and I'm now glad that he did. So that was that was one of the few good things that went well for me in that draft, as it turns out. John McKechnie of rotowire.com, Curly in the sports zone. All right, on to wide receivers. Uh, who uh, gets our attention this week? Well, if Josh Downs is still available in your league, um, run, do not walk to, to scoop him. I think that the breakout is real. I think with Anthony Richardson – being out for the rest of the year, uh, Indianapolis is going to be more inclined to, to open it up uh, through the passing game. And I think the Downs, you could already argue, is, is the second-best pass catcher on Indianapolis behind only Michael Pittman. And he's you know, got kind of a, a varied skill set. He's not a huge guy or anything like that, but, it, but he is a speed demon out of the slot who is, is, plays a lot more physical than, than his frame 
uh, would suggest. So I really do like, like Downs' rest of season. Uh, I don't know what to make of the New England guys. I, I myself didn't, didn't go after uh, either Kendrick Bourne or Demario Douglas uh, in the free agent runs this week. I, I view them more as like week-to-week DFS options if, if I'm like really pinched at, for, for salary type of thing. But I'm not really overly uh, interested in, in the likes of Kendrick Bourne or Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas, just because of the, the, uh, the speed factor that he has relative to the rest of that pass-catching group, does have a little bit of appeal in his own right. And then Jake Bobo obviously played really well last week for, for Seattle. Um, but if, uh, if DK Metcalf comes back anytime soon, then, then uh, you, you figure that Bobo kind of goes uh, back to the bench and, and is mostly a, a reserve guy who plays, you know, 10, maybe 15 snaps in a given game. So you, you got to be really thin at receiver to, to need someone like a Jake Bobo for this week. But he did put himself on the radar last week, if nothing else. Yeah, since we last talked, McCall Hardman Hardman is back with uh, the Chiefs, and he got a key reception in the fourth quarter of that game against the Chargers last week. What impact are you you expecting from Hardman in his uh, second tour of duty with the Chiefs? I mean, I I scooped him uh, after he he was traded uh, to to the Chiefs. Um, I felt like so so uh, so did I. Great great minds great minds think alike here. Excellent job, John. There it is. You know it, but, um, you know, it, it felt like his fit with the Jets was a little bit funky, um, but, you know, at the same time during draft season, you figured, oh, at least Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing him the football. Uh, that obviously not being the case, him not really getting in the mix there in New York, it made sense for him to go back to somewhere familiar on the Chiefs. And, you know, I think that the rest of this this, uh, this Chiefs receiving core is, is uh, pretty rough looking on paper. And Justin Ross obviously got himself – in trouble earlier this week with, with some stuff that didn't sound so great. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, if over the next – I know, right? So, um, you know, a guy who had been kind of a heartwarming story to, to, to have made it this far uh, suddenly kind of like throws all that cachet out the window. But uh, Justin Watson dinged up as well. I, I don't think that uh, the likes of Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony are all that imposing. And I think Nicole, uh has that uh, outside downfield ability that, that those two – uh, kind of lack. So Rasheed Rice kind of stands in the way for, for me, Cole Hardman becoming a, a factor down the stretch here. But if that's just one hurdle to jump over and he's a rookie who's, you know, he's looked good so far, but he's mostly unproven. Um, I think that there's a chance that me finds himself on, on the radar. Um, so he's someone to, to scoop and stash. Um, but, but I wouldn't like, you know, dr- drop someone that, that you tend to uh, like ho- holding on to you in your roster uh, just just to have me call Hardman because there, there's a pretty slim chance that he ends up uh, producing, but there is a chance. Talking fantasy football, John McKechnie from rotowire.com. Okay, all 32 teams will be mentioned playing this week, so I'm guessing really not much going on in the quarterback waiver wire uh, realm of things this week. Uh, not especially. Um, ba- basically, um, you know, if, if Tyson Bajan. Uh, is out there or Tyrod Taylor. So you're looking at, at a couple of backups, um, if if anything, as far as the quarterback position goes. And then I, I do uh, wonder what, what Baker Mayfield's status is going to be, but whoever uh, is the backup for, for Tampa Bay, which I believe is Kyle Trask out of Florida, 
that would be his first start. It'd be on the road against Buffalo, kind of on short notice. That that seems like it, it'd be one of those things. Like I, I had a best ball team last week uh, where C.J. Stroud was was my scoring quarterback, and that's because I had Deshaun Watson with the minus one uh, on the on the day. Like Kyle Trask could, could actually do wow. damage uh, to to your fantasy lineup if if Baker Mayfield uh, is out. So uh, d- avoid. Uh, that potential pitfall, if anything else. Okay, tight ends. I think it's one guy here. Maybe there's more than one, but definitely Dalton Kincaid, eight targets last week against New England. Knox is now injured. Uh, how valuable is Kincaid? Uh, I, it's tricky because I, I was not particularly high on, on Kincaid as a prospect. I, I, I had him below the likes of uh, Michael Mayer and, and Sam Laporta in the pre-draft process, but you know, role and volume is king in fantasy, if, if nothing else. And, and, you know, this is an offense. Obviously, Stephon Diggs is commanding literally a third of the targets uh, for the Bills, but everything else is pretty well up for, for negotiation. And I think that Kincaid, uh, he was kind of going to be role-specific, but now that Knox is out uh, for, for this next little bit, Kincaid is going to be seeing plenty of snaps, and they'll use him in line a little bit, but I think mostly he's going to be kind of like a big slot type of target. And I think that that's something that maybe the Bills have been missing or, or wanting to add in. That's obviously why they spent a first-round pick on him. So I, I would say like a 10% uh, bid of your free agent budget if you need a tight end what, uh, should go in Kincaid's direction. Okay, John, so let everybody know once again uh, how they can get a hold of more of your stuff, whether it be podcast-wise and wherever. Uh, well, right, right around now, uh, tomorrow, uh, Mario Puig and I will, will be doing a, the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we preview every single game uh, on the slate for a given week. So long, big show uh, tomorrow, but that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we also do um, the, the Rotowire Sports Betting Podcast. We focus on the NFL for that one. That's myself and Nick Whalen. That, that usually drops into podcast feeds on Fridays, but we do live stream it on YouTube as well uh, when we're doing it on Thursday evening. So if you're not following us on, on the RotoWire YouTube channel, please do. Um, and you can find me on Twitter over at John's underscore tailgate. All right. Good stuff as always, John. We appreciate it. Thanks. Have fun. You know it. Go down the best. All right. John McKechnie from RotoWire.com. I think we've acquired another Diamondbacks fan here.